Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're reviewing uplifting British comedy, The Phantom of the Open. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies, don't we, Lee? We do. And I'm really happy to talk about this film, actually. The Phantom of the Open tells the unbelievable true story of shipyard worker Morris Flitcroft, a dreamer who manages to enter the 1976 British Open despite never having played a round of golf in his life. <laughs> and he ends up shooting the worst round of golf in open history, becoming a folk hero in the process. The Phantom of the Open is directed by Craig Roberts from a screenplay by Simon Farnaby and Scott Murray, and it's based on the book The Phantom of the Open, Maurice Flitcroft, The World's Worst Golfer. The movie is headlined by Mark Rylance, Sally Hawkins and Reese Iffens. Now, Lee, before we jump in to talk about this mm. movie... I just want to get like a bit of a sense from you. Do you enjoy sport films? Like, are you generally into sport? How do you approach going into these movies? Because for me, golf is like the most boring sport I could ever think of. So how do you approach these movies? Sorry, golfers. Can't stand it either. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't get the appeal. Uh, Yeah, but is this a sport film? I mean, we watched things like, I'm not really into tennis either, but King Richard, Uh I really enjoyed. Yes. Yeah, I I enjoyed this film. There wasn't, I don't think there was enough golf in there to make it a sporting film. Sure. I think it's about much more than that. Yeah, I agree. It's golf is just this consistent red thread that helps explore Mm. the life of a man and his ambitions and his dreams in this stranger than fiction story, right? It really is stranger than fiction. I think what you're getting at with that comment is that even if you don't like golf, 
this could be an enjoyable film for you because it's not a golf film. 100%. I mean, when I went in to watch this film, I, I was lucky enough to see it at the Sydney Film Festival. There was a great audience mm. in the cinema and I was like, oh, my gosh, a golf movie. No, <laughs> thank you. So I went in with really low expectations to be right. like, okay, I'm just going to endure all this golf jargon and hullabaloo and whatever. But I was so pleasantly surprised by the character, the story. And I've been asked by friends to describe the film, like what yeah. I thought about it. And and I compare it to a very similar Stranger Than Fiction uplifting British comedy that we saw earlier this year called The Duke. It's yes. very similar like that. So, yes. uh, you know, to get two movies within, a, within the same sort of realm, although The Duke isn't a sport film, it is just this really wild story that can only be true. I've been kind of distilling it down to a more distinguished Happy Gilmore. <laughs> more distinguished <laughs> okay yeah that, is, that nails it on the head it's not yeah. but that's just my one sentence elevator pitch <laughs> nailed it absolutely yeah. nailed it so morris flickcroft the man himself we said this is based on a true story it's kind of hard to believe that it's a true story but it's really funny right he's the very definition of a dreamer he's a working class family man who's all about giving it a shot and i found that really inspirational yeah, absolutely. This is like an uplifting tale. I think we've used that word a few times. Mm. And I put it under the umbrella, this beautiful umbrella that's so rare these days that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But it, but it's also more than that, isn't it? Because it, it shows that you can discover something that excites you and pulls you in and you decide to take the plunge and give it a go. And yeah. Maurice in 1975, found something in golf that he loved and enjoyed yes. and went for it. And you can't help but smile at his endless optimism. You know, it's almost delusional sometimes. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so delusional. You say, you say ignorance is bliss. I don't think it's ignorance. I think he just really thought that he could do it. Mm. And he tried everything too. Like he, he, he's a, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. He tried everything from... <laughs> From writing to painting to skydiving and then he decides to take up golf and, you know, why the hell not? Why shouldn't we try new things and make brave choices that might lead to happiness? The thing that set him off on this in some way is that he was facing unemployment because the shipping yard that he worked for in mm. Borough and Furness in Northern England was going to be nationalised. And so he was there to consider his options to protect and provide for his family. So... You know, him pursuing his dreams come from this really beautiful place of nurturing and protecting and supporting his wonderful family, his wife and his and his three mm. children. So if that just gives you an idea of what Maurice is as a person, mm. you know, you're going to really enjoy following his journey through this experience. And what's even more funny is that he didn't give up either. You know, the, mm -hmm. without spoiling too much, the organisers of the British Open try to stop him from entering, but he tries for two decades to keep trying to get in and play under pseudonyms such as um, Gene Pacecki, <laughs> based on Paycheck, uh, Gerald yeah. Hoppy, James Bo Jolly. I don't think they covered all of these in the film. Arnold Palm Tree, as in Arnold Palmer, the famous golfer, and Count Manfred von Hofmannsthal. Which had to be my favourite one at the film. Right. And he just he tried for two decades. And that isn't just optimism in the face of challenge. I just don't know what is. Look, two things there to pull apart what you what took us on in that journey was <laughs> when he started going on 
and competing as these disguises, these pseudonyms. I thought, surely not. Surely not. This is not real. This is not true. There's creative license here. But it all (laughs) happened. And that's insane. And you mentioned earlier that he didn't give up. Yes. And there's a line of dialogue that he says several times in the film, which practice is the road to perfection. Mm. And that was the consistent encouragement that not only he gave himself, but to his family as well in the pursuit of their dreams. And I loved that aspect too. For the most part, his family are kind and supportive. And it's really enjoyable to see that play out. This family are just so supportive of each other. And they're just like, yeah, you know what? We're almost broke. Who cares? Go for it. You know, like, (laughs) I love that. I really, really love that. Might not be the smartest choice, but life's for living, guys. Just go for it. Absolutely. And if that's the one thing that you take away from this film is that life is for living and Maurice is there to show you how to live (laughs) your life to the fullest and just go for it. And I think the biggest question in this film is, does it matter that his chances of traditional success are low? Does that matter? Should that stop you? Well, it doesn't stop him and it doesn't matter to him. You're referencing how the establishment of the golf you know, world were mm. really threatened by him mm. uh, because he was not a good player and it brought <laughs> down the, the credibility of the sport, which is yeah. quite an elitist sport. Yes. Maybe still today, I don't know enough about golf to really comment on <laughs> that, <laughs> like at all. But the, but the crowd loved him, the audience yes. loved him, the world loved him. And that's enough, I think. Yeah. And what I find really interesting, there's a nice parallel here, that this film took a really long time to get off the ground. And The message about not giving up is echoed in real life because the filmmakers couldn't get it made some, I don't know, like 14 years ago. And Uh, so they instead wrote a biographical book in 2010. And then that did really well. And then they came back around to pitching the film and ended up being backed by the British Film Institute. So what that goes to show is if you have a dream and it doesn't work out the way you hoped it would – it doesn't have to be done and dusted. You know, as, as Morris Flitcroft and, you know, Murray and Miller and Farnaby have shown us, you can find creative ways to achieve your dream and also reevaluate what success means to you. And, you know, to build on that, the fact that they made this film in the middle of a global pandemic as well just mm. leans into that tenacious ability to yes. just go for it, get the job done, realise your dreams, realise this Stranger Than Fiction story that the the filmmakers were so passionate about telling and sharing with the world because it's too good to just leave it, you know, in in a book. It needs to be realised into Mm. the world of cinema. So, I mean, that's inspiring in of itself to have (laughs) overcome the pandemic and and have it made. I feel like this podcast is turning into a self-help life coach (laughs) situation. (laughs) You can do it. Dream big. You can do it. What what is that? What is that uh, inspirational speaker? That American guy. What's his name? Tony Robbins. Yes, that's him. That's what we are. We're manifesting <laughs> Robbins. <laughs> We're manifesting success for you, listener out there. Follow your dreams. Just do it. Who cares if you're crap? Go for it. And later in this episode, we will be revealing our Ponzi scheme that you can sign up to. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> you're safe. You're safe, listeners. You're yeah. safe. Speaking of dreams, okay, one tool used to build the picture of the dreamer that Morris is, is the filmmakers take you inside his fantasy. Yes. So it can be a bit odd, I guess, when the film plays like a drama and then suddenly he's flying through the air and like (laughs) the moon turns into a golf ball and all these kind of things. But I liked those little flourishes because it, it took you inside the abstract mind 
of a dreamer and really helped you to see the world through his eyes. It represented like an out-of-body experience for him. And I loved the unexpectedness of this, of that, of that yeah. choice, that creative choice. And we can all relate to this sort of stuff because we all fantasize, we manifest, we dream of something. And this film literally interprets that through fantasy, which I found really fun. Yeah, they take you inside his fantasy in a really creative way. And it's good that they don't overuse that. It happens a few times, but I think it was used to great effect. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And the music. Okay, let's talk about the music briefly. Songs like Abba's Money, Money, Money and (laughs) Christopher Cross's Ride Like the Wind are used to great comedic effect. Um, But they also set the tone of the time really well because this is set during the, what is it, 70s and it kind of moves on to the 80s as well. 80s, yeah. yeah. Um, There's also Build Me Up Buttercup by The Foundations in there. It's such uplifting songs that just help tell the story and add another layer of comedy. It makes you want to cheer for Morris even more, especially when Ride Like the Wind's playing and you're like, go Morris, go get him, you can do it. (laughs) Yeah, the soundtrack is brilliant and the score from composer Isabel Waller-Bridge really does manifest, you know, the the amazing feeling that Maurice has. Mm. That word, damn word, uplifting. The score is very Mm. uplifting. And interestingly, she made some notes about Maurice's theme, like his theme, his sound, Mm. his score. There's piano in there. There's some orchestral instruments. But then she also incorporates a small male choir to evoke a northern working men's club vibe. So, you know, it's really discerned choices here to really – uh, realise the character of Maurice and what he's trying to do yeah. here and, and how to make us feel, right? And is she any relation to Phoebe Wallerbridge? You know, when I was reading up about that, I thought, and then I forgot to look it up. So <laughs> I'd say so, <laughs> it's, know. you know. Well, I mean, look, what a talented family if she is, yeah, goodness me. crazy. Uh, we've got to talk about the performances because Mark Rylance is just always captivating to watch. He plays Morris. He's an Oscar-winning, well-respected stage actor. Uh, he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for Bridge of Spies alongside Tom Hanks. Mm. And even with like ridiculous false teeth that Morris has, he manages to walk the line between all the comical things that Morris does without it becoming farcical. I think he kept it really grounded in a really moving performance. Yeah, look, Maurice is just such a natural eccentric and he's so optimistic. And Mm. I I feel that Mark Rylance is the perfect kind of casting here because he's such an authentic actor. Yeah. And you you are in his corner the whole time. You feel empathetic to to his portrayal of Maurice and what he's trying to achieve. And also he's such a really concise physical actor as well. The Mm -hmm. little mannerisms, reactions, his comedic timing is so good. You can't imagine anyone else tackling this this role of Maurice. Even the little moments when things are stacking up against him or people are, you know, he gets the nickname the worst golfer in the world and – you can see it hit a little bit, but he chooses to push it away and it all happens within a split second on Mark Rylance's face and it's mm. beautiful to watch. And I think the biggest thing with this character is that we have a sense of respect for him. He isn't turned yes. into a caricature or a slapstick silly clown. We need to be able to empathise and, as you said, be in his corner and Mark Rylance just nails it. I completely agree. And another actor who really nails the performance is Sally Hawkins, who yes. plays his supportive wife, Jean. It really is just a, a lovely, lovely performance where she is that role of support and love mm. um, and encourages him to follow his dreams. And Sally Hawkins is wonderful here. Yeah. There's such a softness and a kindness to her performance that matches up with Rylance perfectly. 
And then we have Rhys Evans, who mm. is the uptight golf administrator of the Royal and Ancient, who are the is the company that organises the Open. He's quite good. You, you just he's the villain of the piece, I guess, but also he's a complex character. He's not all bad, no. Uh, as well, I quite liked that the reaction because you're sitting there watching this movie, going, "What on earth is happening? How is this happening?" And he manifests that sort of feeling that you're having as an audience, going, mm. "Surely this is not real, and he's not getting away with." All all this stuff. And so, you know, he was that sort of, is anyone else noticing or seeing this <laughs> character in there? I, yeah. I thought he was great. Oh, so Tim, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Phantom of the Open or shall we wrap it up? Maybe just saying that it's uplifting one more time. It's uplifting. <laughs> is that in your summary? Uplifting? <laughs> it is. It is in there. Get so your thesaurus to... out and say uplifting in a different way, please. <laughs> Noted. Thank you, uh, journalist Lee. I'll <laughs> the next time. Yeah, let's wrap it up, Lee. The Phantom of the Open reminds us to dream big and be brave no matter what because success can be found in your own happiness and that's up to you. It's not always about high scores or being the best. Sometimes it's just about taking a shot at something and that sense of achievement that you gave it a go. This movie is a heartwarming British tale bolstered by such impressive performances and I think it's going to resonate universally. I'm giving The Phantom of the Open four popcorn kernels out of five. Beautifully put. Well, I love cinema like this. Uplifting. There it is. (laughs) Fun, quirky and inoffensive. It has great performances from Rylance and Hawkins and offers a nice silly escape into a world that feels foreign, i.e. golf, yet still so relatable. There is so much to learn about our lives through an endearing and inspiring tale as this one that will ultimately surprise you as it did me. Who doesn't love an underdog story, right? Yes, right. So I'm going to rate The Phantom of the Open three and a half popcorn kernels. There you have it, guys. The Phantom of the Open is in Australian cinemas from July 14. We recommend you check it out. All right, guys. As always, thank you so very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.